Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we're going to talk about the TSA. The TSA, what does that stand for, Zach? The the Texas super awesome company. Nope. That's that organization. That's that, that entity, that government agency that actually governs, you know, Transportation. It's called the Transportation Secretary Administration. Oh, the one that gropes me. Yes. Yeah. The one that puts their hands all over me. Just the back of their hands. That's right. Just the back, all in your stuff. That's right. So we're going to talk about TSA because guess what? A large number of people are actually mistakenly taking guns through security at the airport. Even employees. Even employees. A large amount of people. Like quite a bit, actually. Oops. Yeah, so the Transportation Security Administration confiscated a record number of guns at checkpoints in 2022, most of which were loaded. As the agency has increased the maximum fine for firearm violations, uh, TSA said it has recovered 6,301 firearms from airport security checkpoints so far this year as of Friday. That's 6,301 as of Friday. So guess what's coming up next? Christmas, Hanukkah. Yeah, big travel season. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't the old maximum fine $10,500? It was like 13000 13000 What is it now? So they're raising that fine to $14,950. That's right. $14,950. And you said that there were 6,000 people that did that at ABIA Airport? Uh, or all airports. This is all airports. Oh, all all airports in the United Not States. Not just Austin Burst. Oh, That's right. Okay. So we're talking about the entire country. So 6,301 firearms have been confiscated as of this year. 
so far, and that surpasses the previous record of 5,972 firearms detected in 2021. So we haven't even hit Christmas. So as soon as we hit Christmas, that number is going to go up uh, quite a bit as well. So, it's, you know, we've already exceeded that number. So they're raising the, fan, the fine. They're saying, hey, you know what? We're, we're, tired, of, we're tired of this. You know, we're, we're tired of people, you know, mistakenly, accidentally taking firearms through security. You should already know there's a huge sign there, several signs that tell you no weapons are allowed through security. Yeah, in 2020, there were 49 firearms violations at Austin Bergstrom. 2021, there were 110. And 2022, as of August 22nd, there were 100. Wow. And that's just August. So that means, so mm -hmm. that's why, and that's why I've, I've always said that Austin Burstam Airport is the worst airport in the entire country where people forget and take their guns to security. Even employees. Even, even employees. And speaking of employees, man, who is that? Yes, someone did that just recently at the Austin Burstam Airport. Yeah. And just mistakenly took their, their gun through security. An employee. You would think you as an employee should know this, but, you know, people make those mistakes. And you know that's the number one reason people have to take a firearm safety course from us? Because they bring a gun to the airport? Yeah, mistakenly take a gun to the airport is the number one reason. I've had, I've had all types of people. I've had, like a, I've had a, an executive, a CEO of a company. I've actually had a pastor of a church. I've had an attorney. Uh, quite a few people, you know, actually forget and take their guns through security at the airport. So. Yeah, there was a airport employee, 23-year-old Angelina Ortiz, Aww. allegedly brought a gun in her purse. She forgot that the gun was in her purse. Mm. And in her purse, she had a uh, anxiety drug and a gun with 13 rounds in the mag. Mm. Yeah, and they, they say most of these guns that they actually find going through security are actually loaded. Mm -hmm. Loaded. I mean, what are you going to do with an empty gun? That's, that's true. Throw it at someone? Yeah, well, you know. Whip them with it? Harvey Lee, what are we going to do with an empty gun? Yeah, Load that's, it. That's pretty useless right there. <laughs> um, you know, when I was reading that story, I was like, yeah, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. I actually used to work at an airport in my background. Nice. Say which one. And uh, they make I might have allegedly uh, accidentally brought, you know, a couple of uh, rounds with me. Not in a clip, thankfully. But they let me go. Nothing, right. no, in a no magazine. Problem, no problem at all. Uh but in a magazine, that's that's a big deal to them. Yeah. Uh, but if you keep reading that story, there was like uh, a couple of different substances she had. Mm. Uh, oh, cocaine also, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you kind of start digging yourself a hole as you continued reading and seeing, uh, wow, how much did she have on her? Um, and you'd be surprised what you could get through security. I mean, like TSA has a uh, well, four years well, ago. Well, in her defense, terrible she, her, she was impaired. Defense? Mentally? <laughs> With the other drugs that she had in her purse. Oh. In her defense. In her defense. <laughs> Going in, to work. In her uh, defense. You were under the influence. She was like under the influence, defense. you know? She's like, look, I was a little high. My bad. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Um, you know. Well, you know what? We, we, we have a law in Texas. So if you're in Texas, you know, because they, we had an elected official actually make a mistake and do this. You know, totally forgot. You know, went through security. Took his gun through security. And they popped and they say, look, sir, you have a gun in your bag. Ha, this is a felony. He said, oh, my goodness, I'm an elected official. You know, I work at the Capitol. Uh, he said, you know, I write these laws. I have a license to carry handgun. I know better than this. And so he said, you know, we, we need to change the law. So you know what they did? They changed the law. So Come that's on, man.
That's right. So in Texas now, if you get your license to carry handgun, this is going to be one of those benefits. You get your license, and you totally forget, and you go to the airport, which a lot of people are doing this, and you have a gun in your bag. You go through security. You can say, oopsie, my bad. I have a license to carry a handgun. They will walk you to your vehicle and let you lock the gun up in your vehicle. You know, there's no criminal charges. Based. That's right. Oh, it's only based. If you have a license. (laughs) Well, because of one thing that happened a few years ago. Right. Which, Elected official. Well, of course. You know, the precious politicians. Don't get me started. You have precious right. politicians, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, of course you have to make an exception for them. So if, if something happens to them, you got to make a law. Yeah, then you, you change know. the law. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but hey, you know, you get your LTC, you happen to do that. It's a little bit of a, it's not bad. That's not a bad little. It's, it's just going to be a fine. So you're looking at a fine that could be up to now. Because they're raising that limit, it'd be up to fourteen thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's that <laughs> fifteen grand. Ooh, fifteen grand for making that mistake. No, I criminal. like how they don't bring it all the way up to fifteen grand, but it's fourteen nine fifty. Fourteen nine fifty. Because you couldn't afford the fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We we couldn't make it to fifteen because that's a little too much. That tilts, you know, a little too much. Now, that's a maximum fine, right? That's or ma- is that just the that's the maximum that the fine. fine? That's the maximum. So they can do. How do they determine that? Judge discretion. What? You know, that's a good point. I don't know because they can do a thousand if they want to. They can do two grand. They can do three grand. They can do fourteen thousand. They can do fourteen thousand nine hundred. Fourteen thousand nine hundred and fifty. So we come back from the break. We got to talk about Amazon, an armed Amazon worker. We're going to go to Chicago. Going to talk about Brianna Taylor. Going to talk about Oregon. We got a lot to talk about. This is Michael Cargill. And you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Let me tell you, you know what? I'm not dialing 911. I'm not going to call the fire department. I'm not even calling the police department. I'm not calling the state police. You know who I'm going to call? Amazon employee. That's right, boy. Let me tell you. Amazon employee. Because let me tell you, boy, they don't mess around. So an armed Amazon worker stopped a shooting after a man drove up to an Amazon warehouse employee parking lot and opened fire in Arizona. Uh, police in Chandler, Arizona, with uh, said Jacob Murphy, 29, drove to the warehouse uh, in, where the employee parking lot was and opened fire on, on an employee. And the incident unfolded at around 9.30 a.m. local time. You know, this happened on Wednesday at Amazon Flex Warehouse in Chandler, Arizona there. And one employee of the warehouse, uh, a contractor, contract worker for Amazon, was shot multiple times by Murphy. And then, uh, man, that's just a crazy scene. And so now my question, is he going to be fired? Because that's Amazon and they don't like guns. What do you think? Anybody? <laughs> no one wants to take a gamble with that one? Uh, yeah, that's hit or miss. Yeah, right? well, you know. Let me see. Amazon has a strict policy against delivery drivers carrying weapons while working, even if a driver has a concealed carry license. Okay, that's that's in their little handbook there. You know, and there's a question that someone, you know, can I carry a gun at, you know, in Amazon in Texas? Well, you can carry a gun, you know, but they don't like you to do that at Amazon. It's sad that even though, you know, someone stopped this guy from doing any more harm, he's probably going to lose his job because of that, right? Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm willing to bet he's going to get fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely willing to bet he's going to get fired because that's Amazon, and Amazon is based out of what, California? No, they're uh... – Where are they based out of? Washington, Washington State? Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Washington State, California, it's all the same. So yeah. Yeah, their headquarters in Seattle. I think that's where oh, they yeah. started. He's fired. I'm I'm willing to bet. I'll I'll yeah, I'll put some money on that one. So what do you think? Yeah, they just uh, enacted uh magazine limits. Really? Uh-huh. In in Washington State? Yeah, ten rounds. Wow, they're getting like Colorado, huh? Oregon as well, and Colorado, right. It's okay. It's okay. You know, Washington or Oregon. Where was Chad located? The Chad. That's Seattle, right outside of Seattle Seattle and Capitol Hill. So Seattle. So it's okay to take over a police department, but you can't have 10 round, you know, uh, more than 10 round magazines. Mm -hmm. But you can take over the police department. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's cool. Yeah. Okay, just checking. All right, just wanted to know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, uh, let's talk about Chicago. Man, you see that video of Chicago? That was insane. Which one? You saw it? Ah, shit. Which one? That narrows it down. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, apparently you should never start a fight with a random person. You know, you really should be polite to people. You should go out of your way to be nice, not go out of your way to be nasty to people. Uh, give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're having a bad day. Something's going on with family. Uh, something happened at work. 
So you should go out of your way to be nice to other people because you just never know what are some of the things they're actually going through that moment in time. So a recently paroled felon has been charged with gunning down three people and then shooting one of their daughters in the head, leading Chicago's top cop to beg judges to throw away the key and finally get him off of their streets. So apparently Samuel Parsons Salas, 32, was caught on camera grabbing a gun from a vehicle outside of Vero's Lounge early Sunday. This happened last week. Then picking out his victims, shooting some at point-blank range. And the daughter of one of the three people killed was seen running up to her fallen father just for Parsons Salas to walk up and shoot her point-blank in the head, leaving her in critical condition, according to what the Chicago Sun-Times says. Uh, the, violation, the, the violent felon who was finally arrested Monday after running from SWAT, <laughs> was also charged with kidnapping a woman he allegedly held hostage while fleeing. I tell you, man, that's Chicago, though. I'm not surprised by anything that happens in Chicago. You know, what happens in Chicago stays in Chicago. I hope it doesn't drift over here in Austin. I hope people don't learn that stuff. That's some crazy stuff. You really, and like I said, don't start, don't start arguments or fights with random people that you don't know. Because you just never know what they're going through or what's going on in their life. So you just let that stuff go. Let's get on down the road. <laughs> It'll make life a lot easier. What do you think? You know what? And we have a special guest here in the studio. Uh, Zach, what's, who's that guest? This is Anna. Anna. Hello, Anna. Hello. Anna, where are you from? I'm from Spain. From Spain. Anna's from Spain. She came all the way to Texas to go to the gun range to go shoot at Central Texas Gunworks. You know what? Anna, how was your day today at the gun range? It has been great. Great experience. Really? Uh, and what did you shoot today? You, well, what did you like shooting? Did you enjoy it? How was it? Well, I enjoyed it. It was my first time. And I shoot, I, I think, two guns and three rifles different. I'm not very familiar with guns. No. At all. Nothing. But if you want, you know, if you want to learn about guns, you definitely should come to Texas. Good place sure. to learn guns, right? Sure. That's right. So, I suggest everyone. <laughs> so, so when you go back home to, to Italy, <laughs> you're like, go to go Texas to and learn Spain. how to shoot. Yes. Spain. <laughs> go, go to Texas and learn how to shoot, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. I'm glad you had a great time. You know, it was, it's, it was exciting. What about the, uh, the shotgun? What you think about that? Oh, it's it's really strong and really? it's um, difficult to handle. Yeah, for me. Okay. Huh? What about the AR? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, you feel like powerful when you have to shoot. Nice. With you, this. So, so you want to go back home and and buy one of those, or take one back home? Uh, with I you? think no. <laughs> no. We are not ready for this. You're not ready for. You're ready no. for it. Pretty yeah. sure you can't just. Go buy a gun in Spain. It's called freedom. Uh, kind of. <laughs> You're ready. Just if I go hunting. Yeah. That's the only moment or way that's it? I call used it. Okay. All right. In just Spain. for hunting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't hunt. I use mine for self-defense. Well. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm trying to understand now. It's different. Right. But it's 
hard to explain in Spain or understand. Right, right. In Europe, so. yeah. And you know, it's it's one thing about the United States. You know, we're I think we're we're founded on firearms, and so we you know we kind of you know latched on and held on to those. You know, we figured that hey, we can gain our freedom by owning guns and and being able to defend ourselves. Um, and we learned that you know years, decades, decades ago, and so we just we held on to that. You know what? We want to we want to be able to keep them uh, because uh, being able to have access to a firearm, meaning that I can maintain and keep my freedom. And I think that's why we cling on to them here in the United States. I think that's important. I, I don't think any any country is going to think about they'll think twice before trying to come to the United States or definitely come to Texas and try to you know take over Texas because we all have guns, right, Zach? Yeah, so if a foreign military invaded, uh, you know, like Canada, for example, where the people we are will, not even allowed to them, own pistols. We'll let them right? take Canada. Yeah, then none of the citizens can do anything about it, right? It would have to be the military. They would have to step in, right? But they do that in America. Uh, you go to some homes and they have 500 guns in their home. Not saying any names. <laughs> oh yeah but yeah they'll have to deal with the citizens as well as the army but that's kind of a you know that's the last thing you have to worry about a mm. foreign army invading right really there are a lot of more pressing matters at mm. hand self-defense being uh an important one yeah yeah uh what do you think hardly i mean a populist that is not armed uh could be easily taken over and instituted a dictatorship, you know. And, and I'll quote my friend um, here, you know, there's nothing like Texas, the Lone Star State. That's right. We have a pledge. Texas, yeah. the Lone Star State. There's no place like it. <laughs> it's, it's Texas been... is like a whole other country. <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, going to the uh, classroom and watching the students stand up and, and say the Pledge of Allegiance. And then turn and say, you know, the the Texas pledge. Uh, it's 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 amazing. You know, it's a great state. I love it. It's the only you know only state that I know of. I could be wrong. It's the only state you know of. There's like a bunch of other ones, Michael. Only state that I know of that you can walk into the Capitol and carry a handgun in the open or concealed. I don't know of any other state in the United States you can do that. Better have your license if you're going to try that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm just curious. Uh, are there any other states out there? You know, man, give us a call. Let me know. Wait, do you have to have your license to open carry inside the Capitol? Concealed carry, open carry, at least during session, while there's an open meeting taking place, legally you have to have a license. That is correct. Oh, okay. So, so constitutional now, carriers need not try and get in right. during uh, those you times. Know, I don't know what they're going to do during session. Um, so I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. Sorry, instituting fines like the TSA. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I don't know if they're going to say, hey, you can go through a special line. I think they were allowing people through a different line to run your background and then allow you to carry in the building without a license. They're on doing the, a background check on everyone? On the constitutional carry? Oh. I believe so. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I actually did it. I went in without my license. With a shotgun? I showed them my driver's license. They ran my driver's license, did a background check. And so we'll see when we, we, we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'.
Peace, this is Maj Pure. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's go to Oregon. I almost said Oregon, Texas for a second. You know, Texas is the only state that matters. Please no. <laughs> yeah. Please no. Yeah, northern Texas, Oregon over Stay there. Away. There are <laughs> other states? Yeah. All right, so let's go to Oregon. So apparently, uh, Oregon's LGBTQ LMNOP community is worried that a new law will keep them from obtaining guns. What a concept. Well, you know, you should go vote or vote the right way. Uh, vote for people that are, you know, going to, you know, have your interests at in mind. So some of Oregon's trans and queer gun supporters are worried that a new state law will prevent them from buying firearms. The law, Measure 114, grants county sheriffs and police chiefs discretion to determine who qualifies to purchase a firearm under a new permit to purchase program. But Measure 114 lacks criteria, clearly defining what disqualifies applicants. Details on what makes someone a threat and what data can be used by law enforcement in making the decision. Uh, That's a problem for activists who have critiqued the law, and particularly in the racial justice protests that took place over the past two years. Uh, According to... One person there in Oregon, they say, hey, they feel like if uh, they were to go online and say, like, the police are terrorists or something like that, it would be like, well, you seem like you might not be a fit for this community to be armed, according to what Mia Rose has to say. So, man, so it looks like they're adopting that little program of looking at people's social media Mm -hmm. to see if, hey, you know. Should you um, should you be able to purchase a gun? What they need think? to look at their social credit scores. What we need think? a system like China's. What do you think about credit that? Scores. Yeah. So they look at all your history of uh, social media posts, comments, mm-hmm. replies. And they also go through your phone. Mm. You get access to your iCloud, your text messages, just to make sure that you're a person that should have a gun, you know? That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Sounds like Joe Grimaldi from Houston, you know? Mm. Um, oh. oh. 
Mr. Oh, Gar- oh yeah, yeah, the uh, the the Houston yeah. Police Association chair or whatever, president or whatever. But look, this is what happens when you start putting asterisks and regulations on civil liberties and individual rights. Yeah. You know, honestly, if I was them, I'd probably be more. Um, you know, I'm thinking about, look, I mean, everybody calls, you know, uh, transgenderism and various different forms of identity and, and sexual identity like uh, mental illness. I mean, this is something I would say, too. Why are we putting, you know, asterisks and regulations on people with mental illness in many ways, too? Mm. Right. Like when you're starting to push for gun control and regulations, even in the slightest bit, you know, before too long, that's going to come back to affect you. Mm-hmm. As as uh, as an individual and your individual rights. Hmm. I mean, I do have a problem. You know, them they. That's that tells me that's more than one person. Who's they? If you're more than one person, then that's mental illness. They them. They them. who's they? Exactly. They them. Don't know. I don't know. So don't want to get into that. Then I get yelled at later I on when I go home. <laughs> 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 I'll get in so much trouble. Why? I always get in trouble. Why is that? Every time I come get out there, I get in trouble. You do? Yes, I stay in trouble. <laughs> Best way to stay. That's right. It's what I, it's what happens. It's life. All right. So I want I want to talk about 300 deaths in Austin last year. You hear about that story? That's the most uh, of any year, right? 300 deaths. Now they're not saying homicides or anything like deaths, that. Right? Yeah, they're saying deaths. So. 296 people experienced homelessness and you know died in, on Austin streets over the last year. Each one was remembered, and even if they didn't have names, with a single chime from a crystal vase uh, last Sunday. And what happened was the nonprofit house housed the homeless uh, has been hosting the vigil for 30 years. Advocates coordinate with the Travis County Medical Examiner and the community to compile a list of dead. This year's death toll exceeded last year's. Uh, 251 persons count and set a record. So 251 homeless people, apparently, they're saying, that died. So, now, I have problems about the numbers and how they're tallying that stuff. Because when I'm looking at homicides reported by the Austin Police Department, you know. It's like 100 or something. It's like less than 100. So it's like 70, 80. I was about to say, I heard 60-something. Right, right around that number. When I saw that, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'm not not, not 250, so I definitely have a problem with how we're doing I thought there were about 100 homicides or something, right? Right. Didn't we hit a record for that? Yeah, so are these homicides or, you know, not? You know, someone dies, isn't that considered a homicide or what? Maybe not. Maybe it was, I don't know. Well, you're talking about the homeless. Heart attack? They're probably talking about maybe people. They don't count? Because they're homeless? Well, I'm saying they do, that's what they're probably talking about, just people that are just maybe, you know, dying on the streets or maybe even in just random accidents or whatnot. Who knows? Well, if, if you know this number is getting that high, we need to change what we're doing. Uh, maybe we need to go back to, you know, enforcing enforcing what the people voted on and no sitting and lying and, and no camping. Uh, and maybe that will save lives. Yeah, how long did that go into effect uh, last year? Like three months and then... Nothing back to normal. Yeah, back to normal. It's back to back to where it right. was. You know? I mean, it was it was dramatic change. Don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, I was super surprised. I should have taken before and after pictures. I think many people did, but uh, now you should take pictures again because not much has changed. Yeah, because we uh, you know we we have so many different weird things that happen you know around the gun store uh, where we had what was it last week? A guy was on the sidewalk, and we have a video that we actually you know posted online there. He was on the sidewalk and he was literally 
he, he thought he was tied up, you know, and he wasn't tied up. You know, we actually just walked up to the guy and said, relax your arms, relax your legs, stand up, you're free. And he stood up and he walked. It's, you know, it's just, and that's, it's just crazy. We, we don't have facilities for people uh, where they can go. And we talk about this, top, this stuff all the time. Every story kind of, you know, every show, we, it relates back to the same thing. Um, I'm just hoping that the people that we put in office after this current election will actually do something different. You know, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> no, sure, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, Greg Casar, optimistic thought. <laughs> well, yeah, they're saying you know this year's death toll, like I said, exceeded 251 persons count. Uh, some of the people who died, including five adults and an infant, couldn't be identified by any next of kin. Their names are still unknown. Uh, so an unknown infant? Unknown. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's serious. So that's definitely a problem. Um, let's go to New Mexico. New Mexico. What do you think they did? Got a guess? Meth? Think it's meth? Uh, well, uh, surveillance video from New Mexico State Police shows last month's deadly shootout between suspended... Uh, New Mexico State University basketball player Mike Peake and 19-year-old University of North uh, University of New Mexico student Brandon Travis. I guess maybe they were had a little rival thing going on there. Maybe uh, investigators released more, including interviews with coaches and the search for the gun involved and all that kind of stuff. Uh, man, very good detailed video. That goes back to. We need to get we, we really need to make people take conflict resolution courses. You know, really oh, yeah, the state police actually seized the uh, New Mexico State University coaches' phones. Really? In the probe. Oh, because they're probably hiding something. You know, they're definitely covering something up and you know, they they're, they're taking care of their players. Mm -hmm. They're trying to help them out, you know, hey, you know, this is what you should do. And I, and I get it. I understand. You know, but I think we need to we we do need to have like conflict resolution something. We we with, with the way crime is actually increasing, the amount of convictions that we're having, uh, the, 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 the numbers are actually increasing with people that are unlawfully carrying weapons in certain places, unlawfully carrying, period. Um, I think we need to get to a point where we kind of, we're going to have to force people to take courses or classes. I hate to say that, you know? And it, it kind of, it, it, and I know the people that are constitutional carry are going to, you know, dislike me or hate me for this, you know, but I do get it. You know, it is a right, it is a freedom, but if we, I don't know, man, the numbers are just killing me right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of what's going, what the numbers are going to look like. And when we hit 2023, what the 2022 numbers are going to look like. So, and what do you think, Zach? I'm sure it'll just keep going up every year. You think it'll go up every year? Well, the population goes up, so. Relative to the population, it's, if it, if if it even stays the same, then it's going up per capita. Yeah, I think Austin's increasing per capita on a very large scale, very fast, because we were you know we we're at X amount of numbers, you know in in 2019, and our numbers increase, but they didn't increase as fast as the crime. I don't think we get more tourism now, like yeah. that big shooting that happened. Uh, with 14 people injured and one dead. 
Um, the guy from New York that was right. killed. The, the mass shooting. That was somebody from out of town. So that's not right. even, you know, a resident of Austin. Right. That's true. That is true. Um, and and I, th- I think people, uh, uh, even today, you know, it's 2022. Here we are, December 2022, and it shocks me. I'm actually just shocked and, and surprised the fact that people don't put their head on the swivel. You know, look around, check your your surroundings. Um, I watched someone, something happened to someone earlier this week where they pulled into a parking lot, parked their vehicle, left their laptop on the front seat of the passenger side of the vehicle, and walked into a business. And I'm thinking, it's 2022. I would never do that. I would never leave my laptop, my computer on the front seat of my vehicle, and then walk into a business where I'm going to be for the next hour. That just makes sense to me. I just don't get that. You know, today you you we we we've all talked about you know lock it up, you know lock it, take it, hide it, put it in the trunk, do what you need to do. You know, why would you leave your you know something you know that's important to you on the front seat of your vehicle, especially during the holidays when that's all people are doing to break into cars. You know, we have uh, man, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's that that little thing that they're doing where they're following people from the bank and you know following them somewhere else and then rob jugging. Yes. You know, do you know how many, you know how much money has been, you know, been stolen from people from jugging in Austin, Texas alone, just in 2022? You have to put a number on it. What would you guess? What number? Uh, 1.3 million. How did you know? (laughs) Yes. $1.3 million have been stolen from people, you know, in this jugging thing that they're naming it. And they're calling it jugging, where they follow someone from the bank or somewhere, you know, they, you know, go somewhere else and then they rob them. You know, it's $1.3 million in 2022 just in Austin, Texas, from a little over, you know, 1,000 people. They've stolen that much money. And it's a big deal now because people are starting to talk about it. Before, they didn't talk about it. No one wanted, you know, your, that, that owner of the bar, the owner of the restaurant, didn't want to tell anyone that they were robbed when they left the bank or going to the bank. They didn't want to mention that. Now they're talking about it, and we're talking $1.3 million, and the year is not even over. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talkin'. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. And boy, we're talking about not sneaking a gun on a plane. Man, what is up with people trying to carry, you know, mistakenly, accidentally carrying guns in your carry-on luggage to get on an airplane? Oops. Don't you know, it's 2022. You should know, you know, here we are coming up on that Christmas season. It's Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Christmas, you know, Kwanzaa. You're traveling, going to grandma's house. You know, here's what you do, okay? Make sure that where you start out from, you can legally own and possess that firearm. The state you're traveling to, you can legally own and possess that firearm. Make sure it's any hard case, lockable case. If there are two holes in that case for locks, then have two locks. If there are three holes in that case from locks, for, then have three locks. Hard case, lockable case. No ammunition in the gun. No ammunition in the magazine. 
You can travel with the ammunition, but it needs to be an original factory boxer carton. So in my hard case, lockable case, I'm going to put my box of ammunition, my empty handgun, my empty magazine. I'm going to close it, lock it, put that in my luggage, close it, lock it, go to the ticket counter, inform the ticket agent at the ticket counter that I'm traveling with a firearm and ammunition. They're going to do it whatever they do. They may have you sign some paperwork. They may inspect it. They may have you go to somewhere else. They may inspect it there. Then it goes underneath the plane. It gets checked. You cannot go through security. You cannot go to the metal detectors with no firearms, no ammunition, not one bullet. No parts, no pieces, no holsters, no triggers, no screws, no springs, no uppers, no lowers, no nada through security. What about an empty casing? No, not even an empty casing. Everything needs to be checked to its final destination. What happens if you bring an empty casing? Will you get arrested? So put it in a little baggie or something, little packaging. Put it in your checked luggage. What if you flew all the way from Spain and you didn't check any luggage? <laughs> then where do you put it? Oh, well, you can't take it. If you, didn't, you, didn't, you don't check your luggage? No. Oh, then you can't take that casing back. She knows what happens to the luggage when you check it. Yes. <laughs> well, you risk that chance. Don't risk that chance with a little shell casing. It's not worth it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. All right. So what we're going to talk about next. Uh, we're going to go to Idaho. What happened in Idaho? Anybody know? Idaho. Ah, let's see. Well, as friends and family gather on the University of Idaho's campus this weekend for fall graduations, feelings of excitement and relief to be finishing school. Uh, well, Moscow authorities have not named any suspects, but they made they haven't made any arrests in the in the case since four students, Ethan uh, 20, Exana 20, Kaylee 21, and Madison 21, were stabbed to death in their home near campus between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m. on that Sunday. Uh, with commencement this weekend, there will be an influx of people coming in from out of town, and the Moscow Police Department said in, in a Saturday morning press release, adding that the department and Idaho State Police will provide coverage on campus and in Moscow area. As always, we, they want to remind the public to stay vigilant, travel in groups, and communicate with family and friends as you travel. Now, that's going to be someone's, someone either dating someone or someone angry that someone was sleeping with someone else. So it's just a matter of checking their acquaintances, I think. And the police, I, I know the police have a lead. I'm willing to bet they have someone in mind they think that did this. What do you think happened? It's going to be either someone either was angry because someone was dating someone else or someone liked someone and they didn't like them and got angry. We're talking students. We're talking college students. Simple. It's not a, it's not a hard concept. Very easy. It'll be something simple like that. Always is. I don't know. The media makes it out to be a slasher series over here. Nah, this is not going to be some random stuff. No one's yeah, right? randomly, you know, killed random people, you know, four people. I doubt it very seriously. Hey, you sound like you hit the nail right on the head, but the media is like trying to get some ratings, ratings obviously, over here. Well, and speaking of the media, what's Alex Stringer? Mm -hmm. What was it? Back in May? Yeah. And this, for some reason, this story has circled around back again. Uh, people were upset at Alex Stringer because he went up to a 
uh, one of the reporters in Austin, Texas, who happened to be a good-looking black female, and he said to her, you know, why do you guys always, you know, sensationalize, you know, shootings? Um, and she didn't have an answer for it, you know. And I wouldn't have done something like that. I wouldn't put her on a spot like that and videotaped it and, and posted the video online. I would never have done that and, or interrupted, you know, her while she's working. I think that's rude and kind of disrespectful. But I agree with the question, you know, why does the media do this? You know, why does the media always sensationalize shootings? Because it's, it's ratings. It's all about ratings and them making, you know, them making the money off of, you know, their advertisement. Because uh, if you ask them, and because some, someone was debating me, asking me this question earlier today, you know, well, I disagree with you, Michael. Well, I check this out. If you ask the media, why do you guys not discuss suicides? And they'll tell you, we don't do reporting on suicides because if we did, there would be more suicides. Then why do they do the reporting on shootings? They know the results of what the reporting is going to do. And they'll ask any, just walk up to any media, you know, don't record or anything like that. Just ask them, whisper in their ear, hey, how come you guys don't report on suicides? And they'll tell you because there are going to be, there will be more suicides if we reported on them. So we don't report on them. Yeah, remember when we did the town hall with uh, former land commissioner Jerry Patterson? Mm -hmm. And at the end, uh, we asked basically, um, what is one thing that if you had the power to just wave a wand and make happen, what would it be? Mm. And his, uh, in order to reduce these, you know, mass shooting type situations, and he said for the media to stop reporting. He prefaced it by saying, I know that we can't do this because of a free press, right. but if I could wave my wand, I would make the media stop reporting on these mass shootings. Mm. He's right. Mm -hmm. He's right. And, and that's you know, the more, whenever there's a shooting and they cover it from wall to wall, they talk about it all day long, then what happens? There's always a copycat shootings afterwards. Yeah, and they always talk about the shooter. They say his full name, middle name included. They say his age. They say his kill count. They say all the guns that he used. They show pictures of them. Mm. Uh, they talk about his motive. Uh, sometimes they'll reference his manifesto. They will talk about him 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week, four weeks, right? <laughs> they memorialize it practically. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you practically know the uh, the shooters and the murderers' names better than the victims at this point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, you definitely don't know the victims' names at all. Yeah. Uh, Faintly, but, you know, the name they say the most is the shooter's name. Middle name and all. Hmm. All right, so let's, uh, let's go to New York. So over in New York, a federal appeals court on Monday allowed New York to restrict the carrying of firearms on private property under a new law adopted in the wake of a major U.S. Supreme Court ruling that expand gun rights. So the second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals put on hold a judge's order from last month that barred officials from enforcing part of the new law making it a felony to carry a gun on private property without the property owner's express consent. So you need express consent, not just the ability of the property owner to say, no, I don't want guns on, and then you can't carry guns on the property, but you have to actually get their permission. And if you hadn't gotten their explicit permission, then it's a crime? Well, the law was enacted at, after the Supreme Court in June struck down the state's strict gun permitting re regime and declared for the first time that the U.S. Constitution protects 
a person's right to carry a handgun in public for self-defense. And the new law made obtaining a firearm license more difficult as of, as of September the 1st and barred firearms from a long list of sensitive public and private places. So two firearm owners and two gun rights groups, including Firearms Policy Coalition, sued challenging a provision that made it a felony for a licensed gun owner to possess a firearm on any private property unless the property owner allowed it with a sign or by giving express consent. So, hmm. It, it looks like um, people in New York are fighting back a little bit. You know, I, I think the times are telling. I think, you know, going through 2020 with the pandemic, uh, 2021 and 2022 with the increase of, um, you know, different, you know, increase of crimes here. I think people are wanting to, knowing that the police are not going to be there, knowing that when you call 911, you can probably be put on hold. Uh, you're not going to, before you get to a dispatcher, you may have to wait five minutes during peak times from getting to a dispatcher that you may have to be your own first responder. People are saying, hey, I need to be able to have the ability to protect myself, you know, on private property because police or the dispatcher, 911 may not even answer the phone call, let alone show up. Showing up, that's a whole nother story. Um, I was talking to some people that were reporting, you know, some car break-ins, and they're like, they called the police, and the police never showed, you know, and that's a common thing, never showed at all. So you're going to have to be your own first responder. You know, it's, it's time, people, uh, you need to learn learn how to shoot. You know, I, I'd say learn self-defense. Uh, right in our little complex, we have Krav Maga, we have uh, Mai Tai, and we have a gun store. You got your choices. I say go to all three, you know, go to, go to Krav Maga, Go over to Mai Tai, get yourself a gun. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. Boy, you don't want to know what we're talking about during the break. You do not want to know. All right, so... What do you think about New York? You think New York's going to, I think, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the people in New York. I'm happy for the Firearms Policy Coalition um, and the, you know, the other gun rights groups that are in New York that are fighting back against the state of New York. And there's some great cases out there. And I think this Supreme Court, you know, is going to, I think we're going to get some things done here as far as the Second Amendment. Um Let's talk about gun and bars. Gun and bars. Did we talk about that last time? Can't do that. Not in Texas. I, I thought we talked about that. Uh, most of the places that used to be bars here in Austin had turned into restaurants, though. Yeah, we did talk about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we discussed that last week. Yeah, we did, because this was the Moose Knuckle pub. Yeah, people call me up. Moose Knuckle. Yeah, moose, <laughs> moose Knuckle. Is that like Camel Toe? <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Which one? <laughs> the moose nugget. Are they different? Moose nugget. I don't know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't that's, know. Not my, that's not my area. He's like, I'm going to stay away from that. I'll look on Urban Dictionary here. I do not know how to answer that question. God's going to get you for that. Okay. All right, so I, I think we talked about that. Oh, moose knuckle. Oh, I see now. What is it? What it's is it? the male version. Oh, really? Yes. 
I really, <laughs> yes. I did not know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Honestly, I did not know mm-hmm. to the yeah. to the uh, the male equivalent to the to uh, the federal government that regulates the radios, the radio waves. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Okay, where like where is that located? What do you mean? Where is it located? <laughs> uh, in between. Uh... Okay. All right. So moving on. <laughs> Someone, <laughs> someone on YouTube is gonna have to tell me, mm-hmm. <laughs> or Facebook, or Twitter, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I need a picture. I need a diagram, people. I need to know. Mm-hmm. Inquiring minds want to know because I represent science. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and I need to know. Oh man. Okay. You know what? The Moose Knuckle Pub. That's the name of a bar here in Austin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What happened there? Uh, well, I think we talked about it last week where a, a guy actually walked into the bar there and he tried to pass a gun to a friend of his because the bouncer door guy, you know, didn't, you know, let him in. And, you know, that's I have a gripe with that because uh, well, a lot of two guns. No, he had one. He had Man two. arrested after trying to get into East. Oh, you're right. Street he did bar have with two guns. You're right. He did have two guns. You're correct. You're this, right. this guy from his picture, he looks like he. Be doing something yeah, I would. I, I, I would erase your profile him too. Two guns, Dante Banks. <laughs> he's like he looked like he hiding something. He's patted down outside the bar and then tried to convince the bouncer. Look at his him. eyes. He's hiding something. Mm, yeah, he's <laughs> hiding the two things. Oh, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I have a gripe with that because they're using bouncers, and I, I think these guys, I think they use like security, actual security, you know, certified security. The state of Texas security officers, security officers, either level two security or level three security who are armed. I think we use them, you know, at the door. They're they're getting off cheap by just using bouncers who really have no power, no authority whatsoever. There is a bar on the east side of uh, Dirty Sixth Street, very close to the highway. What's that bar called? That's really close to Thirty Five um, on Sixth Street. That's uh, owned by that woman that owns. Like the pink taco place. Ooh. Uh, what's her name? Like the gayest taco place in, in the country? Yeah, that one. In the world? Same person. I Supposedly, didn't... it's uh, money from, you know. Money from what? From uh, ill-gotten gains south of the border. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they a- have alleged- AR-15s. Allegedly. Guys with plate carriers and AR-15s outside. Really? Yeah. Where's this bar? It's just west of 35 on 6th Street. Okay. On the north side. Well, someone do a Google search. We're going to go there right after the show. Okay, moving on. Go ahead. (laughs) I don't even see this. Really? With plate Mm -hmm. clairs and ARs? Yep, I've seen it. Oh, then if that's the case, it's who's attending this place is the question. Mm. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah, because if you've got ARs and plate carriers, it's who's going to this place. It's Malavita. Malavita. Mm Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Spell it. M A L A V A D A. M A L A V A. V I D A. Mala. M A L A V I D A. Bad life, right? I don't. Mala Vida. There it is. They have tight security out there. Lively night, lively bar, nightclub. It's closed right now. Opens at ten thirty p.m. Wow. Ten thirty. What time they close? They close at two. Open at ten thirty. That's sus. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely sus. Have you heard of it? Not at all. We're gonna check it out. 
I'm not open. I'm not even up that late. I was about to say. I'm asleep by like eight o'clock or seven. I, I texted you last night. You were asleep. I was. Yeah. You're like, you're like, hey man, we're out. You want to come join us? Come I was like, Shh. that was like eight. I was snoring. Yeah, you were asleep. Yeah, and I woke up at like one. I was like, dude, I was asleep <laughs> and went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, I'm ten thirty. I can't go. I don't leave my house. I can't. I don't leave the house at ten thirty. You know what happens after after midnight in this town? What? You don't want to know what happens after midnight in this town. How do you know? That's what happens after midnight after this town. <laughs> you wind up on the show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we we talk about you <laughs> when you hear out at midnight after this town. <laughs> so we don't. Yeah, we don't do stuff like that. No way. Yes. We could. You know. We could uh, be from Italy, Spain. Spain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't even go out till two in the morning. In Spain? Yeah. Really? Two? But Spain, yeah. you guys can do there are a lot of drugs that are legal in Spain, right? Legal. Portugal, everything's legal. But what about Spain? Little No, no, no. Illegal. Easel? Yeah. Shrooms? What is shrooms? Okay. What's legal in Spain? Uh weed is decriminalized for personal cultivation and use. Okay. You can take a little amount of marijuana, for example. A little amount of marijuana? for your um, consumption. Okay. Drug consumption is not a crime in Spain. Can you drink at 18? Yes. Ooh. Man, nice to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. That's why I like my Spanish movies. Yeah, because they're always drinking and having parties and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's not illegal to use drugs. But it's illegal to purchase? Consumption is not illegal. Consumption is not illegal. Mm-hmm. In Spain? In Spain. Mm. They have never technically cr- criminalized drug possession. Mm. But yeah, I probably wouldn't. Maybe the dealing of? Uh, selling? That's probably. The selling is dealing, probably illegal. And carry on uh, a big amount of drugs. So they punish the dealers, but not the users. Yeah. Yes. Oh. When I went to Portugal, I would be approached by people trying to sell, like, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Really? Like what? Heroin, hash. What? Say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Just say no, like Nancy Reagan. One time, this guy was openly trying to sell us, what was it, like heroin or something like that, or mm-hmm. meth, I can't remember. But there were police officers 10 feet away. And they were like? Uniformed police officers. And he didn't even care? No, because it's not illegal. Oh, oh, wow. You're just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Amazed by that. I, I was amazed. Shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Portugal. In Portugal. All right. In not going to, I'm not going to Portugal. I'm not leaving the country. I've already traveled around. Mm-hmm. I've traveled in the countries I want to go to. I'm good. I'm staying right here because the end is near. And I need to be in the be United close to home. I need to be in the United States when it all happens, when be it goes close down. To the fortress. That's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> the purge. Because it's coming, folks. You don't, you're going to learn today. I'm telling you right now, you gonna learn today. It's gonna happen. All right, so the purge is near. Stay strapped. <laughs> what kills me is, man, I was talking to some college students at University of Texas, and they were telling me that you know, the amount of students that actually pack and carry in college that don't have a license. I was shocked and floored by this. Because everyone, because a lot of them think that they can actually carry a gun on the campus 
and they don't have to have a license for it. Because they passed something called campus carry, which, I mean, you have you, to have a license for. You have to have a license in order to do it, but a lot of them think that you don't have to. It's called campus carry, so I see how some college students might get confused. You do have campus carry and constitutional carry with limits. So it's like it could be easy, you know, to— Confused. Yeah, very easy confused. Yeah, Because we were in class uh, this week, and a guy was texting his friend, and they were arguing back and forth. I was like, call him up. Let me talk to him. You cannot carry constitutionally inside the building of a college campus. You need a license for that. Yeah. Now get off of it. <laughs> Leave the subject alone. You know, <clears throat> amazing to me uh, that people, you know, still today think, you know, think that. You got to take a class, people. Man, good Lord. I, I, don't, I don't understand that concept. I'm, maybe I'm just floored. I'm just, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I would, something so serious, like a gun, I think I would want to learn some type, you know, a little bit of the laws, maybe a little bit, before I start carrying it. What do you think? Duh. <laughs> this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chat Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're having a discussion offline here during the break, and we're talking about, you know, I think that we need to make training mandatory. I think we need to, you know, make it mandatory to take a class, you know, before you start carrying a freaking gun. Um, and I understand it is it is a right. You know, it, it is a right. It's not a privilege. The Second Amendment is a right. It's actually, you know, it's written in our Constitution. Driving is a privilege, but but the Second Amendment is a right, and so I, I do understand that. Uh, but what I'm I'm bothered by and just bothered by the amount of you know just convictions that are increasing, and just the things that people say to me when they walk into the gun store, I'm just shocked of the lack of knowledge that some people have of what the laws are, really are. And so I always like starting like some of the classes off. You know, what do you? You know, when someone says constitutional carry, you know, what is your thoughts of that? You know, what do you think is, you know, it means when someone says constitutional carry? You know, can you open carry? Can you conceal carry? You know, do you need a license for it? You know, can you have around the chamber? Can you, you know, you know, where can you have it in your vehicle? And the amount of people that just don't know how even to carry in the vehicle, how they can carry in the vehicle under the law, it, it just shocks me, you know. So, but you're saying it, it shouldn't be mandatory. Yeah, I mean, it was it's like a, what we were talking about earlier in the program. You know, I don't I don't believe we should have regulations and asterisks for for civil liberties and individual rights. Um, we just passed constitutional carry, so I don't want to take two steps forward and one step back. Um, the idea here is, look, I I, I understand, and I, I I see where you're coming from, and look, I even told you last episode, I you taught me a lot, and I, I helped get constitutional carry passed, and I didn't even understand laws. What I'll tell you is that. There's not enough organizations doing what you're doing, Michael. There's and and if if I don't know of any, you know, like let us know or let me know. But I just think there should be so many organizations now that we've passed constitutional carry in 20 plus states. We need to be training, you know, young conservatives, young people, 
people in these states, these millions of people that we've made more free, we need to be encouraging them to get educated, to train them, so that way they know the laws and know how to utilize this tool for self-defense. But there's not enough people pushing for that. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. What do you think, Zach? Um, I agree with most of that. You know, shouldn't uh, have requirements for people to exercise their Second Amendment. Should be something that any law-abiding citizen should be able to just do. You know. So we just, you know, we say, hey, just chalk it up to let's let the con- the conviction numbers continue to rise and say, hey, that's so sad, too bad, that's on them. Well, part of that could be um, changing the laws. Like, for example, uh, what you were talking about, carrying in your vehicle, if you do not have a license, the gun cannot be in plain view, correct? Um, no. So The gun can be in plain view? Yes, it can be in the open it, without a license. Was it's that just, changed with yeah, constitutional yeah. carry? Right. You can be 21 wow. years of age, you be 21 and up, and you can openly carry a handgun in the vehicle. The handgun just has to be in a holster if it's in the open. So is that where people are going wrong? They don't have the gun in a holster? That's correct. They don't know what the definition of a holster is, possibly. Yeah, which there is no definition of a holster. So it's just the fact that if the gun's going to be open, if the gun can be seen in the vehicle, it has to be in a holster. So. Well, and there's there's two ways you could go on this conversation. You know, police officers, another one. I could tell you during constitutional carry, I was trying to get, like, not get a watered-down version. And there were many Republicans were saying, you know, we need to make concessions like campus carry. Like, you know, the way in which you store or hold a, uh, uh, a firearm, which makes these arbitrary rules, which are going to force more people to get uh, get in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we should allow people to exercise their freedom and do what they want. Um, it would be in their best interest to be trained by you, you know, to come to you and learn what they should and should not do. Just like, you know, having a gun... Um, you can't go shoot someone for no reason. You have to learn somewhere that you can't do that, and there are only certain circumstances when you can use your gun, right? Yeah. And it, to it, get the finer details of that, they come to you and learn uh, those laws regarding carrying and how they can carry, when they can carry, where they can't carry, things like that. You know, and I'm actually impressed by you, Zach, because I was watching you today give your presentation over the rifle and also the shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, Zach's come a long way. I was like, wow, he, everything's right. You made it, you know, people were leaning in, they were listening. Um, they were like holding on to your every word when you explained everything. I was, I was really impressed. Well, they better listen. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that shotgun's got some kick. <laughs> you got to hold it correctly or else. Yeah, they were listening. They kick you. I, I, I like that. You did. You did. Re- you, you man. You really good. I was really impressed. How did I do, Anna? Was he a good instructor at the range? What? Was Zach a good instructor? Very at- good. Very clear. Very clear. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's very good. I was impressed by that. Let's go to Hot Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. There's a video. Okay. And apparently there is an attempted robbery that went wrong in Atlanta over the weekend. And surveillance video video shows the moment two women were almost ambushed at an apartment complex. And what happened was these two girls uh, walk into an apartment complex and they noticed two other women that were watching them. So the one girl 
pulled her gun out and had her gun in her hand, ready to go. The robber or Robbie? The Robbie. Mm-hmm. Okay, had the the victim had the gun in her hands, ready to go. And so once the suspects went in front of them up the stairs, the victims went to like the second floor for for an example. Yeah, you see the video of the attempting robbers going yes. up to the second floor like going and then up, continuing going the, up to the third, third floor. Third floor, correct. And then the victims are going on the second floor. They reach the second floor and the suspects come back down from the third down to the second floor. Running. Running to try to catch up to the victims. And the victims turned around and, and the one that had the handgun in her hand ready to go turned around and started firing shots and sent them flying out of the apartment complex. And then you can see there's a neighbor who actually opens the door to see what's going on and immediately closes the door back. Yeah. Like, what? This is not Don't for stick me. stick your head out the door there. Oh, yeah. In a line of fire. Right? Like, no, not today. Um, you have to be, you, ha- you got to put your head on a swivel, na- swivel nowadays. It's, it's really crazy how, you know, I was talking earlier how a, a guy pulled into a parking lot, parked his car, and there's another group of people, uh, two guys, that were in a car that got out of their car, watched, you know, stood, they went right past each other. They're watching them as they walked into a business. And then once that, that car that pulled into the parking lot, walked, the, the people walked into the, the business, the suspects got, um, actually went to their car, broke into their vehicle, and stole, you know, their laptop out of the front seat. Um, you gotta, it's like, you, you gotta be aware you're surrounding what's going on around you. You got to, Take your stuff, lock it up, put it in a trunk, hide it. Don't leave your gun, you know, you know, in the in the front portion of the vehicle. Maybe put it in a trunk, get a lockbox for it or something like that, or take your gun with you. Yeah. Um, and then make sure that you, you know, well, you know what we do? What I do nowadays is I, I also protect my my key fob. You know, we're going to that extent now where you, you have to protect the key fob because someone can get that signal and create another key fob or whatever it is, hijack that signal. And start your car and steal your vehicle. You have a little case for it or something? Ah, uh, I can't tell you. RFID my, blocking case? Can't tell you my secret. <laughs> <laughs> but I have something, you know, we, you know, all the vehicles in the entire house. You, know, you have to do things to that extent. Um, it, it takes so much to keep the stuff that you've worked so hard for. Uh, cameras, alarm system. It's just so much. It's almost like you, I have to, you know, I need to go out to the country somewhere, you know, and... You'd be, you know, five miles away from my closest neighbor, you know, to you know, to make sure you know, everything's okay. Um, but living in the city, it's not like that. You have to keep your head on the swivel, be aware of your surroundings, what's going on around you, and don't live in the white. You know, you can't you, you can't live in the white. You got got to be aware of what's going on. Um, you pull into a parking lot, be aware of that person that's sitting in the other vehicles that are watching you. Uh, they're watching you get out of your car, you know, so they can break into your car and steal your stuff or whatever. Just break into your vehicle, break your window or whatever. So be aware of that stuff as well. And everything, you know, I, I I park close to the building. I try not to. I try to park always park underneath a camera, you know. So there's so many different things that I do. I go out of my way to do stuff. I don't take the same route to work. I rotate. You know, there's only so many ways I can come to work, you know. <laughs> and I rotate all those different routes. You know, all that stuff. There's so many different things that you can do. You know, so it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Another story I saw a couple of days ago. Uh, speaking of Georgia, 
A Georgia, Georgia restaurant employee shoots and kills armed intruder after being pistol whipped. So the employee got pistol whipped mm-hmm. and then shot and killed the intruder? Yeah, masked intruder, uh, armed, jumps over the counter, pistol whips the guy. Nice. And then he demanded money from the employee, and then that resulted in him getting shot. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, that's where we are today. People, it's this holiday season, people are getting desperate. So, you know, your Amazon packages, I would try to have those packages and different things, deliveries, uh, delivered to another location. So that way uh, your stuff doesn't get stolen at your front door. Um, I would either try to have someone at the house if you can. If not, then have it delivered somewhere else because uh, that's where we are today. That's all they're doing is following the delivery trucks and then immediately stealing the packages as soon as the driver drives off. Immediately. That's happening all around the country. So this holiday season, we have to take those steps. Maybe go to the store and buy your stuff. Go back to we need to maybe go back to doing that route. I don't know, uh, but never have, going back to that. You're not going to go back to that. No. How can you? All right. Well, as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You will listen to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 